0: Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everyone. So happy that she is back with us because she provides lots of insight in helping you move your life along, but also at the same time, helps you heal through many different modalities, hypnosis, NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, uh, psychotherapy, and more. But she's also a life coach, so there's lots of great navigation to a life change right there. And she is Melanie Gore, and she is back with us again today. Melanie, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm well, Steve. How are you?
0: Doing very well. I, I wonder, when you work with people, the process. Does somebody start sometimes with you on the coaching level and then move over to hypnotherapy? Or do you find in your practice... It a lot of times starts with the hypnotherapy, and then you help coach them along.
1: It's an interesting question, actually. Um, I initially thought people would come to me more for life coaching and then transfer into hypnotherapy, because I thought people might feel more comfortable with that, because it's more, you know, more like therapy, that you know people understand what they're going to get. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I've had the opposite response. I get people who come to me for hypnotherapy, and then they get the transformation. And not always, I would say probably about maybe 30-40% of people will continue on at that point with life coaching. Um, And generally with that, it's not for long. Like, I find one of my biggest complaints with therapy, I think I even said this last week, was just this endless month in month out year after year doing therapy, which to me is it's something's missing in that picture mm. um, so you know when somebody does starts with hypnotherapy, they get a major transformation happening, then they transfer over to life coaching if they feel they need to stay on track basically and you know, sometimes when you've come from a rough background, you don't really know how you're supposed to handle certain things. So it's helpful to have that um, support going forward. So, you know, most people continue with life coaching for, you know, say three to six months, and then they're off and running, and they always know they can come back to me if if they if they need to or want to.
0: So it's interesting how life went for you. In this journey of helping people, but it almost sounds as if they discover with your help what's going on inside them in terms of hypnotherapy. And then once that discovery is made, you help them navigate through the life coaching aspect of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, right, if you've grown up in a household where say you've been, you know, you're loved, you're cared for and everything, but you're not really nurtured, so you don't really have an understanding of, you know, how to, how to be, how to care, how to love, how to, how to say these things, and so many people get to a place where in their life where they just feel defensive all the time, so somebody says something to them, and they respond with something defensive, so some people have to learn, like, it's okay, I'm okay the way I am. I don't have to defend myself from anybody. And, you know, if somebody says something to you that is not very nice or offensive, you can look at them and go, you know, obviously this is a reflection of you. It's not a reflection of me. And so often with people when they come from this background of not feeling nurtured and cared for, you feel like you're responsible for everything and, you know, people's feelings and you want people to feel better and you kind of turn yourself inside out sometimes trying to trying to make other people feel good versus taking a look at yourself. So with hypnotherapy, if you've come from this place, you have the transformation, so you start to feel good about yourself and then moving forward, like I say, let's say you're out in the world and somebody at Safeway when you're shopping says something snotty to you, your usual response might be to snap back and say something snotty back, but when you've got this new transformation happening, you don't have that reaction anymore because you understand that somebody's coming from not a very nice place, but it's their n- not nice place. It's not yours. You don't have to take it on. So I think you know it just it just it helps people. It's it's almost like it gives them. So hypnotherapy and life coach, coaching gives people breathing room to realize they're okay with who they are, and that's the most important thing because so many people just simply don't feel good enough for whatever reason. You know, wherever you've come from in your, in your childhood, it's just they don't feel good enough, and um, it's a great way to be able to turn things around and start to feel good about yourself and your life.
0: Not feeling good enough. Is it safe to assume that that came from our childhood, for the most yes. part? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Hmm. And yes. it's interesting. If you start with a coach, you might not get that. You might not figure that out until many coaching sessions later, where hypnotherapy might get to the uh, you know the root of that very fast or faster.
1: Yeah. So for example, like if somebody came to me for life coaching feeling like they're not very good in their life, they might come to me because they want to get a, a different job, right? But and they don't feel they're good enough to get that job. So the focus of that life coaching in that moment would be on getting them to feel good about themselves for that job. Right? Mm. Whereas if you come to me for hypnotherapy and you feel like you're not good enough then we go back to the root cause of why you don't feel good enough. And from that point forward, you start to change everything. So it's not just about you're going to feel better about yourself because of a job. You're going to feel better about yourself for everything in your life. Do so you do you that would be the difference.
0: Melanie, do you find when you take somebody on that hypnotherapy journey, again, I'm a big proponent of it, I'm a cheerleader yes. for it, it's fantastic. Yes. Uh, do you more times than not figure out what's going on or what caused the, the the limiting belief that somebody might have, for example, that they're not good enough or whatever it might be?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yes, absolutely. You generally, you know, we're, we're all, I mean, we're all different, but we're all kind of the same. And we've all experienced things in our lives. And, you know, if you come from a, a place you know, for, for, I'll take take myself. Right, I came from parents parents who were they loved me. I had there was no doubt in my life that I was loved, but I wasn't nurtured. So, I constantly felt this: what's wrong with me? Why why do why do my parents not want to nurture me or care for me or sit with me and love me and listen to me and hear me? All these things, and so when you're younger, you internalise that that there's something wrong with you. Mm right so then that gets stuck in your brain and then you feel fearful talking to the next person because maybe they're going to judge you and when you get this liberation from from hypnotherapy of of you are absolutely wonderful exactly how you are then you know the freedom in that then you you're not afraid to approach people like when i was younger i i didn't even want to look up and look at people you know, I was so fearful that they would see something in me that wasn't good enough. And the opposite is so true. You know, today it's like, I mean, I even tell my clients, look up at people, smile at them, say good morning. Don't, don't expect a response. Just give a gift. Because when you're giving words to people, you're giving a gift. And you don't know what that person's going through in their life. So they could be having a really awful day, and when you say good morning and give them a smile, you've given them the best gift they've had in that day, maybe. You just don't know. But it, when you go along and you give gifts like that all day long to people, you can't help but feel better about yourself. Sure. <laughs> so that's a good start, you know. Get out of your own head a little bit and realize that there's more out there for you. And you, and you are worth seeing. You are.
0: We're so afraid of rejection. And, and... Oh,
1: it's terrible.
0: Even in our society, we're afraid to even smile at somebody for fear of being judged or being looked yes. at. What 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 is wrong with her? What is wrong with him? Why are they smiling yes. at me? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's so yeah. sad. And you're right. It is. You don't know somebody's situation. Yeah. they They could be in a bad place.
1: Yes.
0: And that one smile. And you
1: may, you, yeah, you may be in a bad place, right? And you may be walking down the street going, I wish somebody would see me and, you know, ask me how my day is going. But, you know, sometimes you don't get that. Sometimes you have to ask somebody to, to listen to you, and, and that's okay. Um, but, you know, meanwhile, give these gifts. And then it also, I always see words as gifts, so it's it's also see it from the other side. Like if somebody does judge you, understand they're giving you an ugly gift that you don't have to accept, right? You, just because somebody says something ugly to you, you don't have to take that on. And when you start to learn that you are good enough, you stop taking those things on. You start saying to those people, you know, thank you very much, but no thank you. I don't want that gift. Mm-hmm. I know I'm good enough.
0: Well, it's funny how you, you position it as a gift,
1: Because you know,
0: I I I truly like that because Uh if they're not being, if they're they're not serving you the way they should, and and it took me a long time. I'll be honest with you, Melanie, to to Uh to be able to say that. Like somebody said to me in my journey a couple of years ago, those people don't they don't serve you anymore. And I'm like, whoa, wow, that's heavy. That's like, it almost sounds pompous. But no, they don't fit your life. You don't fit theirs, and they can move on. Yep. But when you call it a gift, and yes. if somebody is not supporting you or they're judging you, it is a gift. They're doing yes. you a favor. Thank you very much. They you know, yes. <laughs> thank you for making me realize that I am good.
1: Yes, and I, you know, the other another thing that's kind of come around for me is just. Um, Living by the rule
0: of when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Oh, wow. Let's, let's go there. You are so right about that. and I, I am now a believer in those people. Everybody, everybody yes. will show you who they are in the very yes. beginning. And yes. all types of relationships, they just do. Uh, your job is to be aware of what they're showing you and be open to it. And a lot of times, in relationships that turn into you know, life partners or you know more uh, serious connected relationships, you're also happy. It's also blissful in the beginning, and then you choose not to see what they're showing you. But they're showing you who yes. they are. It's right there. They are.
1: Yes. Absolutely. That's where I. That's where it's, I went.
0: Uh... I went wrong there, Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> You know, as I trace back steps, I can I can see it right there, and I just ignored it. And uh yeah. it's, it's and it, I guess it almost goes back to um, my mom always used to say, "It's the deal you make in the beginning." So if you take a job tomorrow, whatever deal was set forth at the very beginning, you're going to be stuck with okay. that for a while. Same That's thing, right. you know. When you meet somebody, it's kind, you're kind of making a relationship deal. They're showing you what the what it's going to be like. You got yes. to <laughs> yes. see it. You got to. you Got to see it.
1: It's like I deal with a lot of people who deal with codependency mm. and a lot of codependence attracts narcissists and, oh, it's a terrible journey. You get turned inside out wow. um, trying to keep these people happy and uh, as a codependent, you tend to put yourself last, which is never a good thing anyway. But, yeah, it's, it's a terrible place to be. And there's um, a woman, her name is uh, Lisa A. Romano. She has written a book called Codependent, Now What? And it is a phenomenal book for codependents. To me, it's like a Bible. And she has, you know, YouTubes and all sorts of things as well. But um, I always put people onto her um, because I can help, you know, a tremendous amount with people and their change and their transformation. But then, you know, if you want to listen to podcasts or videos and, you know, help yourself along, get there faster... It's always good to have other input from other people. And um, she, excuse me, she is phenomenal. Mm. It's a a horrible disease, this codependency. And it does stem from that feeling of not being good enough. Um, And it does put you in a very
0: um, vulnerable vulnerable place. Yeah, we're saying the same word at the same time. Um, Yes. When we say codependency, I have the visual... I'm pretty much, I think I have it, you know, for all of us. uh, Describe it.
1: Um, There's so many descriptions to codependency, but basic gist is that you tend to put somebody else's feelings, thoughts, and everything before your own. Um, And that can happen in a multitude of different ways. Um, For example, um, I I was in a very long-term relationship, and... I love to kayak, and this one place I wanted to Mm. kayak, I was a little unsure of, so I wanted to have company, and every single time I said, let's go kayak this place, my my now former partner would say, no, let's go this other place, and instead, as a codependent, I just want to keep somebody happy, so I go, okay, but meanwhile, I'm not taking care of myself, Right. So for 20 years, I've wanted to go and kayak this one particular place that I've still never gone to at this point mm. because I always put somebody else first and what they wanted first. So that's a small example. But this is codependency. We put other people first. Their thoughts, their feelings are more important than ours because if they're happy, we're happy.
0: Yeah, and as a codependent, do yeah. you also look for, and I can totally relate, do you <laughs> Do you also look for validation? Like, for example, you know, you do something for somebody else and you just want them to notice it. Like, hey, just you know, yeah. tell me it's nice because I did it for you.
1: Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's, if you picture this little kid, uh, you know, with your parents, right, and here you are, this little kid. It's like, please notice me. Please see me. Please love me. Please care for me. And then you find a partner, and you're like, "Oh, here, please love me." You're doing the same thing, and if they throw you a scrap of something, you're like, "Oh my God, somebody loves me, somebody cares about me." And meanwhile, you're missing the rest of it, which is, you know, generally the narcissistic behavior that is not very pleasant, mm. and you're you're putting yourself last. And it's just, it's oh, it's a terrible way to live. And and I have lived this way most of my life at this point. And it is a journey, and you can't, you know, I could easily get fed up with myself and say, well, why can't I change this behavior quicker? And, but there's just constant challenges, and it's just a journey that you just be the best you can be every day going forward.
0: So in, in the moments we have left, we, oh. we started talking about uh, narcissists and yes. how they, they particularly prey on those who are codependent. Oh, yes. How would you, in that, so two things here. How would you describe, let's say you're codependent, and how would you describe how that narcissist would uh, react to that person? I mean, you gave an example just a moment oh. ago. It,
1: it, it's, it's, it's insidious. It depends on the type of narcissist. If, you, if you've got the overt narcissist or the um, covert narcissist, I found the covert narcissist really difficult. For the longest time, I, I thought they were even codependent, not even a, a narcissist. They're so clever, and they, but they're twisting, they gaslight like crazy. You end up feeling like you're losing your mind because they'll say, you know, they'll say this, this, and this, and you go, well, no, that's not what I said, and they go, that's what you said, and you're just lost in this circle, this endless circle with, with a narcissist. It's um, it's a huge problem. Mm. <laughs> it, it really is. It's um, I, if there's one thing I could, um, it's either rid the world of narcissism or get people to understand what a narcissist is, so that they don't have to deal with these people. Because, I mean, honestly, in my relationship, it was nearly twenty years, and it 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 turns you inside out. They are very clever, very conniving. Um, not, not very nice people. And, it, you know, it comes from a place, again, for them, of insecurity. So it's hard not to have empathy. But at the same time, they're just not very nice when it comes down to it. Unfortunately, they're nice to everyone else. So don't get me wrong. They're, they're lovely to everybody else. Everybody else thinks they're great. It's just when that front door shuts, they become a different person.
0: So how do we deal with people like that? I've often heard that... Walk away. All right. In in the meantime, because you got to put all your ducks in a row, so to speak, and get uh, ready for that uh, transition in dealing with them, I've often heard: deal with the facts because they can't dispute. They will try, but the facts are. They do.
1: Yeah. No, the facts aren't the facts with a narcissist. That's the trouble. Hmm. It's just. It's. It's. Honestly, somebody told me, oh, probably five or six years ago. You will never, ever, ever get through to a narcissist. It'll never happen. You have the only way to deal with it is to walk away. And I went, No, you don't you don't know this person, you don't know you know who they are, blah blah blah. And you know, I have to say it's true, they're not gonna change. Now maybe there'll be a change if you leave, but it's unlikely. Mm. They'll just go on to the next victim. Yeah. And it, it's sad because it does come from a place of insecurity and, you know, for themselves not feeling good enough, but how they handle that is to put other people down, whereas a codependent has come from a place of not feeling good enough, but they want to lift other people up.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and many times the narcissist will call the other person a narcissist.
1: Narcissist, yes. It's a classic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's like projection.
1: You know, Yes they They do that they project they they don't think they've got a problem, they generally won't go to therapy, they don't think they've got the problem. they want you to go to therapy, so you can find out what's wrong with you um, they lack empathy um, so yeah, little signs of things like that they're lacking empathy and nothing wrong with them they're the best <laughs> best thing well, in the world. start running, that's what I say yeah,
0: <laughs> and that whole that whole lacking um uh, empathy. If you do see or, it, usually it's not real. it's just a a show for others show. or just yeah. just to to pacify the other person for the for the for the meanwhile
1: for that moment, yes, yeah you've obviously experienced this in your life
0: mm. you know what's a big one for me, and I just uh you know i've I've seen this in my journey, even recently, they have a sense of entitlement, like yes and ends when a relationship ends, that's where it all comes out. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you oh, really yeah. yeah, you really see it. You do.
1: Mm. You really do. Yeah. It's um it's a good life lesson having to handle a, a relationship like that, but it's not one I would recommend doing if you can avoid it.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this because as a as a life coach and so many people are dealing with narcissists. Yeah. Especially now, yeah. somebody called me a narcissist once and I'm like, what is, I had to look it up. I don't know what you're talking about. Guess what? They were, right? a, nar- they were a narcissist. That's why I got called yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. um, but you've dealt with it and so many are dealing with it. Uh, so impactful for somebody like you to, to coach somebody along. But with the hypnotherapy end of it, I'm imagining mm-hmm. you could get to the the bottom of it all. Why somebody accepted a narcissist or found that relationship yes. you know based on yes. their their past and, and what you can uncover with hypnotherapy right
1: yes for mm. sure now now that said you know somebody who comes to me because they're codependent they're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired um, they might realize during a session that they're codependent and they're with a narcissist doesn't mean to say they're going to leave but it will be the beginning of a journey that they're more aware of what's going on. Um, and I think that can be beneficial because, you know, being in a relationship with a narcissist it does really make you feel like you're losing your mind at times. So, you know, just to be able to say to somebody else, is it me or is it, <laughs> is it me? <laughs> just that alone can be helpful to go, no, it's not you. It's okay. You've done nothing wrong. Um, hmm. it, it is a crazy, crazy journey. Um, but yes, it's more important for me, for those people, regardless of whether they choose to stay with the narcissist or not, it's important that they start to believe that they are worth more than they've been at, to that point. So that's where I focus on, on getting them to feel good about themselves going forward, because then changes will happen go, going forward.
0: Yeah, and you have the strength to move forward, yes. once you realize that there is somebody, you're codependent, right? You realize that there's somebody that you can rely on, and that's you, yes. <laughs> yourself. Yes, to take yes. care of it. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, impactful talk today. Uh, full disclosure. <laughs> don't go
1: fast again. <laughs> the, full
0: disclosure. Before we even began, uh, you know, Melly and I was like, uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to talk for a full half hour <laughs> on this. <laughs> we could keep going on the narcissist end of things. Yeah, we could. Absolutely. Uh, for somebody who is, is looking to make a life change, whether they're dealing with codependency or a narcissist, um, hypnotherapy, or even, even a life coach side of things, they reach out to you. And uh, does it start with a free consult? Yes. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Free consultation.
0: Right. And your yes. website is, is your name. It's MelanieGore.com, right? Uh, yes. That's right.
1: Perfect.
0: Got it. G-O-R-E, Melanie, I-E, by the way, MelanieGore.com. Yes. Melanie, great talking with you. Love all the, uh, the thoughts today. Uh, so relatable for so many people. <laughs> I,
1: know. I know.
0: It's almost like an epidemic of narcissism, but maybe not. It's always been here, but we finally figured it out. Um, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I look forward to next time we get a chance to talk. Me too. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. and rebuild lives. Because of you, everything's gonna be okay.